Hi, this is Jim Menick, and welcome back to Nostrum. In our previous episodes, we've been concentrating on students. We've met Hamlet P. Buglaroni, or Buglaroni as he likes to be called. We've met Jasmine Maru and her sister Camellia. We've met the Tarleton twins. And we've met Cartier Diamond and her familiar Mordred Prentice. We've also met Had Fleece from the Toulouse-Lautrec School. Of course, we also met Tarnus Jumpmall and Seth B. Obamash. And in this episode, we're going to go inside the tab room and get a little more up close and personal with Seth and Tarnish and their ilk. I must say, since I spend a lot of time in tab rooms, that what you are about to hear is, in fact, the absolute truth of how it is done. So, if this is Nostrum, it must be Wednesday, as we used to say. So let's get on with it. Nostrum, the debate soap opera, where deontology is more than just an idea, it's a rebuttal. By Jules O'Shaughnessy and the Nostromite, read by Jim Menick. Episode 6. Bless me, Father, for I have tabbed. Tarnas Jutmal sits staring out the second-floor window. Some kids are chasing a frisbee on the lawn below with somewhat surprising aggression. None of them are from night and day school. You look tired, Tarnish, Seth B. Obamash says. He is sitting across the table from Jutmal, breaking a pruned Danish into bite-sized pieces and stuffing them into his mouth one by one with automatonic precision. No wonder he is half the size of Cleveland. I feel tired, Jutmal responds. You need more life in your life, Obamash says. You've got to get back to that state of nature I hear so much about. I'll leave that to you, Seth. They are sitting in the tournament's sanctum sanctorum, the tab room. This is where the results from the ballots are entered into the computers, which occasionally do not crash. The tab room is run by a handful of tab masters, coaches who travel like itinerant wizards from tournament to tournament, plying their skills with the arcane software that makes the whole operation possible. In return for their services, they receive occasional pats on the back and the revilement of all the debaters who blame them and not the true culprits, namely sunspots, that throw a tournament off schedule. Only coaches of an equivalent high power, such as Jutmal and Obamash, are allowed to rub elbows with this sacred order. The high priest at the Andrew Johnson Reconstruction Memorial, who is also running the tabbing for the Little Johnson, is Dan Ryan, the coach of Toulouse-Lautrec. Ryan is an explosive little Irishman who spends entire tournaments sitting in front of his Macintosh power book, he carries a spare just in case, clicking the keys and muttering to himself in an almost musical collection of unintelligible syllables. His aides, because no one person can pull off the necessary ledger domain of tabbing, especially when the results start coming in from four or five divisions at once, are Alita Devins, Hadge L. Sworn, and Renata Screeds. All three are also coaches who have been at it as long as anyone can remember. Except for Tarnas Chutmal, who's been at it longer than anybody. Ever. Or so it feels. Your kids are doing well, Tarnish, Obamash says. Jasmine's 4-0. She's a good debater, Tarnish says. She's tough. Almost too tough. She's a little scary sometimes. I've got scarier kids on my team than that, Chutmal says. Much scarier. 
There is a steady procession of students entering the tab room with ballots and handing them to Dan Ryan. Ryan screws up his face into a reddish knot as he scans each ballot for accuracy. If it passes that scan, he grunts and hands it either to Alita Devins or Renata Screeds, depending on which division it's for. If it's for the memorial, Alita then reads the information back to Ryan, who enters it on his computer. If it's for the Little Johnson, Renata reads it to Hodge Sworn. After each round, they switch positions of reader and inputter. Two elderly ballots left, Ryan announces to the room. There are a few nods and grunts of acknowledgement. The tab room is a sanctum sanctorum because no one except the blessed or the holy who are already members of the mystical society of the tabula are allowed to enter. No debater would think of intruding on tab's cabalist activities, while mortals higher on the forensic food chain, like parents or minor coaches, occasionally attempt to trespass, but never get past the line of home team debaters who usually bar the entrance and who, by the way, earn territorial exemption from the no-debaters rule and spend their time basking in the acolytes' reflected glory as they run ballots from their table that serves as moat into the hands of the high priest. Tarnus Jutmal, who has tabbed more tournaments than even Dan Ryan himself, belongs here more than anyone. Aside from him and Obamash and the actual tabbers, there are also three other long-time coaches scattered around the room, each one reading the morning newspaper. Ballots, a girl announces loudly, rushing into the room. She is one of Andrew Johnson's freshmen and is still full of the excitement of the moment. Ryan extends a freckled hand and takes them from her, scans them with his screwed-up face, then hands them to Alita Devins. Alita, who at six feet tall is, in Jutmal's estimation, the most formidable coach on the circuit aside from Obamash, reads the results in a steady, clear voice, and Dan Ryan inputs the numbers. That's it, he announces when she's finished. All the LD ballots are in. Everyone in the room turns in Ryan's direction. There is a sense of palpable anxiety in the room, as thick as frogs in a lily pond. It is time for the ceremony. The old son of Cronus, Ryan intones, look down with favor from Mount Olympus. His right index finger rises in the air, and then his hand slowly falls upon the computer's mouse. I click, he chants. He clicks. Every voice in the room repeats softly. I select the criteria, he chants. Click, click, click. He selects the criteria. Every voice in the room repeats a little less softly. Pairing high-low within brackets. His voice is rising. Pairing high-low within brackets. So too are the other voices rising. Waiting. The word is a yell. The room begins to repeat it with growing crescendo. Waiting, waiting. Waiting, waiting, the Macintosh computer crunches its way to its inevitable results. Ah, Ryan breathes. All are silent. All rooms used only once, all judges used twice. The tab is a tentative success. Ryan is pleased, but it is not over yet. I print the schematic for the tab room, he announces. Again, the index finger raised before slowly descending on the mouse. The click. Owa Katamina, Renata screeds cries. Owa, Owa, Owa Katamina, the room responds. Owa, Owa, Owa Katamina, Owa, Owa, Owa Katamina. Kata, 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 k
Tabula, tabula, tumba. Tabula, tabula, rasa. Rasa, 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 rasa. Even Jutmal is now caught up in the excitement. The laser printer has begun to chug its own mantra. Haj El Sworn rises from his chair, the excitement proving too great for him. Kali bala bili boom, he shouts. Bala bili boom. Kala bala bili boom, kali boom, kali boom, kali 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 bala boom, bala boom, kali 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 bala boom, bala boom, 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 boom. The voices descend into a steady chorus of soft boom, boom, booms as the page finally finishes its path through the printer. Dan Ryan grabs it hungrily and pours over it, his face once again twisted into that Irish red knot. His verdict is not long in forthcoming. Two judges are judging twice in the same flight, he says. The reaction in the room is swift, like the air escaping a popped balloon. Expectations return from the Olympian to basic Greek. Tabbing once again has attempted to scale the heights of perfection only to be shot down by the reality of poor computer programming. Ryan is already back at the keyboard, patching in manual solutions to the problems. I thought we'd get it that time, Obamash says. You never know, Jutmoth sympathizes. You just never know. He looks out the window again. Cartier Diamond is leaning against her car, smoking a cigarette. Mordred Prentice is beside her, apparently standing guard against any possible authority figures arriving unexpectedly. The accepted practice is that smoking is not allowed within a 36-mile radius of any school building, and the punishment ranges anywhere from gouged eyeballs to instant death. In this day and age, it amazes Jumpmaw that any teenager would take up smoking, but the lures of pseudo-adulthood are not diminished by Surgeon General's warnings. But a smart girl like Cartier, a too-smart girl like Cartier, he looks away from the window. Maybe she'll quit school and run off with one of her married boyfriends. She had already cinched the annual Senior Year Award for the girl most likely to appear on the front pages of the supermarket tabloids. What more was left for her? Let's try it again, Ryan announces. But this time the thrill is gone. Anyone with a little experience can fix a broken tabulation, but it takes the Wagnerian purity of a Parsifal to pull one first time out of the computer. But that first time moment is inexorably lost, at least for this round. And sure enough, the second schematic comes up as clean as a Muppet's armpit. Ready to copy, Dan, Ryan announces. Runner, he calls out. An Andrew Johnson freshman appears at his side as if by magic. Two hundred copies, Ryan tells the boy in his Stone Temple Pilots t-shirt and backwards Yankee cap. Then bring him to the cafeteria and get out of the way. Yes, sir, the freshman replies, and he disappears as quickly as he materialized, going off in the direction of the copier room. Ballots, the freshman girl returns with yet another set. For there are other divisions still to enter and further chances yet to pull the perfect tabulation. It's all in the hands of the son of Cronus. Will Dan Ryan pull off a perfect tab for the varsity policy division? Will Cartier Diamond marry Joe Camel? Will Seth B. Obamash run out of prune danishes? What do the Danes call danishes anyhow? What does Claire Danes call danishes? What do the Danes call Claire Danes? Is it soup yet? Why would anyone look for the answers to these questions in our next installment? I'm carrying Elvis's baby, and I'd like to put it down for a few minutes to rest my arms. <laughs>